0: So another Women Crush Wednesday is upon us. And usually I'll have a lady from the country music industry or someone local that is doing something great. And today, dun, 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 I have both. Because if you have not heard, Ritter, Scott, and Shannon, CMA Award nominated, Large Market. And Shannon is here. What's she up? She is CMA Award nominated. And I'm so excited for you. I literally was in Nashville, saw the announcement, and was screaming in my friend's car. And she's like, what is happening? I'm like, the morning show they got nominated and I'm so excited and then of course I texted you guys and like it's got to be just crazy for you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely because I used to be the type of person who would submit the packets because the CMA pro- uh, nomination process you have to apply for it. You have to submit a packet yeah. that tells everything you've done in the community, what you've done in country music and that sort of thing. It's like a little resume with an audio bit. And I've always been submitting those for other shows so to be on the other side of it and submit it for myself and then we actually get nominated. It is huge Like you were probably Freaking out Just as much as I was But I was in the studio Jumping up and down Oh there's
0: this video And I gotta post it When we post this up That Scott sent me Of you dancing around the studio It's so adorable It like honestly Made me teary eyed for you Because I was so excited for
1: you Well it's the first time I've ever been nominated Scott's already won twice But like
0: I know I was talking to him about it And I'm like congratulations He's like oh yeah I've won before I'm like whoa 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 No big deal He he, He said though He's so excited for you And so excited for Ritter Scott On the down low, everyone should know what a wonderful human being Scott Dolphin is. Probably the best
1: human being that you've ever actually met or ever will get the chance to meet.
0: Yeah, because sometimes, let's be honest, not everyone has the nicest things to say about everyone. But with Scott, I never hear him talk bad about anyone and I never hear anyone say anything negative about him, too.
1: He's very, very helpful, too. Like, if you even ask for help, he'll go out of his way to look something up for you. If I ask them, like oh, do you guys know where this is located in Milwaukee? And he'll actually go to Google and type it in rather than just saying like, oh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, he's just such a good dude. But yeah, He he was saying he was so excited for you. And when you were going through this process, how long did it take you to put together said packet? It's not just like, hey, let me submit my name. I know you said there's all that information that goes into it.
1: Yeah, so you're keeping docket of like pretty much everything throughout the entire year if you're smart, if you've done it before and you don't want a headache at the last minute. Yeah. It probably took me a good two weeks to actually put everything together in the packet but it takes like the full month to collect everything. Ritter was collecting
0: all the information as you guys went to with audio right? Yes
1: so Ritter created the the air check which I believe was like five minutes long okay uh, and that just had bits on it from uh Maren Morris and Ryan Hurd to Blake Shelton interview to a couple of our listener calls we did this bit on the air about sticking a uh, candy cane and the orange, and that was a really oh, funny yeah. one. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You did the Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool.
1: Yeah, so we included that all in there, and Ritter had just kind of made mental notes, and then he put that all together in a five minute audio piece, and we submitted that too. It's so and cool. And we ended up being nominated, but it has been a whirlwind. And like, even this past weekend, it's been about a month since we found out, right? Or probably like two, three weeks. Couple, yeah, a couple
0: weeks. Yeah, a couple least. weeks.
1: And, uh, My boyfriend is unable to go with me to the CMA Awards if we end up winning because he works in hockey and they don't really get off days. So I had asked my parents, I was like, okay, you guys can battle out between the two of you. And my mom's like, I already need to find a dress and all this stuff. And my dad's (gasps) like, yeah, let her go. Let her go. Oh, that's so cute. So she keeps bringing it up. Like I ran a marathon this past week and she's like, oh, you guys did great and everything, but let's talk about the CMA. It's like, what happens if you end up winning? And I'm like, okay.
0: You're like, I just, how long did it take you to do your marathon?
1: Uh, f- about five hours, just like four hours and forty-five minutes. You're like, I
0: just ran for five hours, but yeah. who cares about that right yeah. now? <laughs> Let's talk about you and how you're gonna get your dress. Now
1: it's just really, like really, it's really just excited. like a wedding,
0: though. Everyone's like, it's cool that you're getting married, but what about my dress? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's so that's awesome really that you and your mom are gonna go. So wait, okay. You'll find out. When do you find out if you guys win? Like, how does that all happen? Does so it, all it usually happens the
1: first or second week in October-ish, I think. So you would and then know technically, going into it. Yes. We okay. technically are supposed to keep it a secret, but I'm sure that, like, it will end up being posted on social media. I'm not really positive how, like, all the confidentiality works out. Uh, and then we get to go to Nashville to the CMA Awards. Um, and usually you get to bring a guest. So my dad is actually going to come down, too, and just buy a ticket in. And all the stuff parents and they're so
0: cute. My aunt
1: and my uncle were talking about coming down I'm oh. like okay, this is crazy. Like it's not I mean, it's a huge deal and an awesome honor, but I do not expect people to tra- travel 500 miles to go to this show to watch me like stand up on stage and wave and then walk off.
0: It's exciting. It is Let exciting. Let it happen. Let them do these things. This is the thing about Shannon that you won't see or maybe you have seen is that Shannon is extremely humble and she doesn't like to take credit for things. She doesn't like to – well, you you don't mind being in the spotlight, but you don't want to be the center of attention. And you should be because people love you. Yeah. The, see? Thanks.
1: See? <laughs> things. I appreciate Poof.
0: that. But it really is a team effort. Like, Ritter and I were
1: without Scott earlier this week, and we realized on the show we need three people because Scott is the funny one. Ritter is the one who always starts the banter, like gets us riled up about something. And I'm just the one that's kind of naive because I'm – just living in their world and everything. So it definitely is a teamwork thing, but I'm excited to go down and we'll see what happens. And fingers crossed we come back with
0: an award. Listen, it absolutely is a teammate thing. I totally agree with that. But what I mean is like that your parents want to come, your aunt and uncle want to come. Let them come for you. Let them come. Yeah, I think that they're probably more excited about the CMA Awards in in, in (laughs) itself
1: than I am. For me, it's such a cool thing because this is FM 106.1 is the station that I've listened to. Like I grew up in Richfield about 45 minutes outside of like where the station is located in Greenfield. This is the only station my parents listened to when I was growing up. This is what I listened to. So it's just kind of like it's a surreal thing to be part of it because it was just something I've known all of my life. Yeah, That's probably like why they're making such a big deal out of it.
0: It is pretty cool, though, that you're not. You're not out of market or something like that. Like this is the station you were up in, and this is the station that you work for, and I think that's really, really cool. It's not a
1: common thing in yeah, broadcasting it's not, yeah, because even I mean, Quinn, you've worked in
0: several markets before. Yeah, this is my third one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So because I had Buffalo and all different with radio too. The thing is, you got to take what jobs you can at right. Like you know, not. I've been lucky that I got to pick. Where I got to go and I got to pick my opportunities. But a lot of people don't get that. Right. A lot of times it's, I just need a job and I will go to this small market and I won't love it, but it'll be in radio. So I will love it. So,
1: you we know? have people who work in our building who have been to like seven or nine different markets. Yeah. And it's been like people who have worked in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or like New Orleans or Atlanta. They, I mean, there are some cool cities in there too, but when you find out about some town that you've never heard of in South Dakota and you have to go to it because it's the only broadcasting job
0: available to you that kind of sets you up for something bigger you have to take it I remember when I was interviewing before I got my job I it was in Albany New York prior to this I had a phone interview with the station and, and I was all proud of myself I googled them I looked at their website I memorized everything about the station all the different jocks and everything and I'm on the phone with this guy And it was in Washington, D.C. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this would be so awesome if I could get this morning show sidekick thing in Washington, D.C. Because D.C., I believe, is like a top 10 market. Oh, yeah. And I was so excited. And I'm talking to the guy on the phone. And he starts the conversation with, so how do you feel about more cows listening to the station than people? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? It turned out there's a station with the exact same name in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. (gasps) So I almost had to take that job. Luckily, I turned that one down, went to Albany, New York instead. But it was just so funny that I was like, oh, my God, I did not do my research on this station whatsoever. This is the most awkward thing ever. Isn't that
1: crazy when you think you know everything and then that one major, I mean. Thank God he said that in
0: the beginning because I would have been like, oh, yeah, I loved, you know, I don't know. Walker and Tesh in the morning. I don't know, I'm making up names. Right. And they'd be like, That's not our morning show. What are you talking about? Or if you end up wowing them with
1: the interview, you take the job and you end up in DC and at that station they're like, Well, we have no idea who you are. Or <laughs> you end what up are finding you out here? like, Oh my gosh, I'm moving to Iowa. Ooh. Not that there's anything wrong. Scott came Nothing from wrong. Iowa no, but loves it. But this was like a
0: town I've never heard of. It culture was very shock small. for a girl
1: from Albany, New York, which
0: it from obviously Buffalo, isn't, oh, yeah. Yeah. It
1: exactly. Isn't New York City yeah. but Buffalo is still quite different from it's Iowa. it's the second sure. biggest
0: city in new york i mean yeah. it's a really big city which people don't realize but yeah that's the thing with radio is that people don't understand that you don't just get your dream gig right away or anything right. like that for you this is like a rare occurrence that someone gets to do that oh yeah
1: for you sure know? my whole like stint into broadcast kind of just happened i ended up so i went to UW-Madison for fashion design, actually, and then I ended up not liking Madison, wanted to be out of there as soon as I possibly could. You didn't like the city of Madison? I didn't like the city because the the school was great and a lot of the people were cool, but I like being in a city, like at a college in a city. Madison, the entire city was the campus because the campus is so big, but you can't escape school in general. So I decided to transfer and I was applying for internships any which way that I could. Took the first one that offered me the job and it ended up being at FM 106.1 because I had heard one of the jocks talking about it or the DJs, however you want to put it, talking about it on the radio. I applied, got it, loved it, ended up transferring to Marquette. And then they hired me on part-time in the fall. And then um, I got to know our boss like a decent amount and he ended up setting me up with an internship in Nashville at a record label, which was really cool. Oh, so I didn't know like Terry
0: did that. Yeah, our he, like put me, yeah
1: he put oh, me in touch that. with somebody at uh, Universal Music Group is where I ended up interning. So then I went down there for a semester, total intention of just like finishing school there and everything like that, but it would have taken me at least two more year- years and I would have been either paying out of state tuition Ugh. or going to a private school with like the same amount of out of state tuition. So I came back Continued working at the radio station. They offered me, I didn't apply for any other jobs. I think one within iHeart in Mm -hmm. Chicago. And then they offered me a job in Milwaukee and I took it, was doing that for a few months. And then I decided. That job you took was the social media job or no? It was a digital project manager. So I was half between what we call programming, which is basically everything on the on-air side, but behind the scenes. And then a sales Um, Basically
0: a sales assistant. And I think that that's something important, too, if you're trying to get into the radio industry is... Not that you just settled on that job, I'm not saying that. Right. But being in the building is number one. Yeah. Like you can be super good on air, but if you were not in the building and you are not top of mind, you're not gonna get on the air. And I know right. that sounds terrible, but it's true. And so it's good you were in the building. Understanding all different
1: facets of radio. Yeah. So I have no intention of ever going into sales. I do not think I would be good to it, good for it. It would, it just doesn't pique my interest. Yeah. But I learned that side of things to a certain extent. Uh, And then when I decided because I never had any intention of being on air, uh, we have a top 40 station down the hall. And I had asked the program director there and uh, asked him, well, would you mind if I just like put like a fake radio show together for you? And then you just listen to it and tell me what you think, because I don't I just want to learn how to run the equipment. And he said, oh, yeah, sure. I gave it to him. He asked me to make a few changes and I came back and he's like, I'm putting you on the air. Shout out uh, to Brett Andrews. Yeah, yeah. Brett on 97.3 now. He's the afternoon guy. Give him some props because he ended up... Yeah, he ended up putting me on the radio and then it was probably like a week after Carrie told me I was going to be on the morning show. Maybe two weeks tops.
0: Which again, never happens. Never and it shows happens. you also right place at the right time. Yep. And the talent and the drive that you have to. Because that doesn't happen. You don't just get put on the morning show.
1: Well, and I had been with the station for about two or three years at this point. And I've been with the station for um like six years now over six years now so it's kind of like i had been there long enough that they could trust me that i wasn't going to leave willy-nilly or anything like that
0: oh for sure but what i'm what i mean is a lot of people start out they're doing weekends then they're doing yeah. nights then they're overnights doing, yeah overnights you're doing all that kind of stuff you're board all that and again it just goes to show like the talent that you do have and how well you you fit in with that morning show gig thanks i appreciate that She's giving a smirk like, mm, I really don't want to take this compliment, but it's true. No, it's not true. I- not you.
1: I'm saying it's true. Oh, no, thank yes. you. I I always have a problem talking because I can hear myself stutter, which is like a normal person, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, I always hear that. and I'm like so annoyed when I listen to people who are on air who can't get a sentence out. And I'm that exact same person,
0: though. So I think it shows that you're human, too, when you can't get a yeah. sentence out. But you're right. Sometimes you're like. Hello, what's happening here? You and I'll even say talk?
1: that. Yeah, exactly. Ritter and Scott will be setting me up for a joke and I'll take five minutes to get the pun- like the punchline <laughs> out. And we'll turn off the mics. I'm like, wow, Shannon, can you talk today? And I'll have a little conversation with myself. Uh, And I'm pretty sure Ritter and Scott think that I'm insane and a lunatic. But no, we all talk to ourselves in
0: this room. Good. Every single one of us do. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. But no. Same with my old morning show guy. I used to do the same thing and be like, oh, my God, can I speak today? And he'd be like, it's cool, man. Don't worry about it. You know, and then you talk. you're, You're your worst critic. Yeah, that's the thing. And especially in this business, though. But I think it's good to be that way because one of my friends at my old station, shout out Jamie Roberts. She once said, you're not as great as you think you are, and you're not as bad as you think you are.
1: That is very, very true. You know,
0: so those people that think they're so awesome, you're probably not that great. And the people who are like, oh, my God, I really messed that up, probably no one else noticed. And you go through both of those
1: phases in your Mm -hmm. life, too, because I remember being at Marquette and being in a broadcasting class. And I had never been in a broadcasting class before, but I had been working at the station for three years. And everybody was asking all these questions that I knew all the answers to. And I was thinking, oh, like, why am I even here? I shouldn't even have, like, I don't need to learn any of this stuff. I already know it. And I probably learned more from that class about what people just didn't know and how to approach things better for training purposes, different questions that I had never thought about. Yeah. And I was working at a real life radio station when they were sitting in a classroom or working at a college radio station. Like, I thought I was too good for that. And then I come here and I'm like, why am I even on air? Why do I even do this? Why? Like you do go through both circles in your life.
0: I feel like everyone does Mm -hmm. that, too. It's not just in radio. I was just talking to one of my girlfriends who does accounting, and she was the same way, like, what am I doing here? Why am I in this job? Yeah. It's like you're just having a day. It's all right. Go home, have a glass of wine, go to sleep, hang with your cat. You're fine. Yeah. You know? Roller coasters, man. Yeah. It's like
1: you could be having the absolute best day in radio, and all of a sudden you get ratings back or something like that, and they Mm -hmm. tell you, oh, your station actually didn't do that great, and it plummets your entire day. Or it could be vice versa. You could have... The worst day. And then all of a sudden, like, Scotty McCreary comes in for a lounge visit and talks to you about songwriting or something like that. And you're like,
0: my job is the coolest. Uh Or, like, someone – this was something, too, that I had to, like, start coming to terms with, I guess, is social media. Yeah. Like, you could have the best show, but one person is – and I can say this because it's on the iHeartMedia. Someone's pissed at you for something you said, and you're like, I didn't even say that, though. And it brings you down. That is so true.
1: People are harsh critics behind social media. Yes. So we had a switch of a show about two years ago. And as we switched over, obviously, it became Ritter, Scott, and Shannon. And you start looking at the comments on the Facebook profile picture, the cover photos, I told my family not to read those comments because I knew it was just going to be attacking people like, yeah. regardless of your personality, same thing to Ritter, because some I mean, we're real people. So when you yeah. read those comments, it's like me, I have a thick skin, like thick shell. I grew up in social media, though, too, where I'm like, OK, well, they're going to change their mind in like a few months or yeah. if they don't like not a big deal. I don't really I guess I am kind of that way where I don't really care what people think about me. I just want to make sure I'm not disappointing anybody. So comments on social media, though, they can be brutal. Oh, for sure. It can be something as simple as like, dang, Quinn, like that's an awful color of a shirt that you're wearing today Uh or something like that.
0: Yep. Oh, and the thing is, too, to get on the women part of Women Crushing It Wednesday, I would get so angry because my co-host, so I was 25 when I started. My co-host was like 40, 40 40-year-old male, 25-year-old female. I would get comments like oh, my God, why is your hair up? Did you not wash it today? Oh, please. But yet, like, nothing with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I used to get so angry because I would never see anything like that. And I'm yeah. like, why doesn't he get criticism, but I get criticism? How I look like, that's ridiculous.
1: And that's why I feel like a lot of women these days, though, too, we have to call out our laws right away saying like oh i didn't shower today sorry like while you're doing a facebook live or
0: something like that because you know that people are going to be commenting on that anyway that's a great point i know i do it all the time i'll be like it's a makeup free day don't judge but it's like why why would i even say that who cares i'm having a makeup free day who cares yeah it's just if you're on social media just be like nicer Damn. Or if you oh,
1: don't have anything, my to say, just favorite. Come away.
0: I posted a blog on this station before, and it was about how H and M has the weirdest sizes. You shop at H and M? Occasionally, but because of the sizing,
1: like I don't fit in European sizes in general. It's yeah.
0: terrible. Like I got a pair of pants, and I'm usually like a two or a four, and I and there's nothing wrong with being a size eight. But I was like, oh, God, I hate going into the store and actually having to try stuff on because I'm lazy. Right. You know, because usually you just go in, you grab your size and go. But H&M, I always have to try it on. So I posted about how annoying that is. Yeah. I don't want to try stuff on. I just want to find my size and walk out. And this one woman commented, you're not a two or a four. Get over yourself. And then I click on. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Uh Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do
1: I have to say?
0: Yes, you do. In the car before my
1: kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes.
0: Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void rep prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On our Twitter account, and the first thing it said was, (laughs) Proud Christian. You are a Christian woman on social media, yet you are telling me to get over myself with my size. I was just like, okay, all right. I love that on social media. That
1: that. is interesting because, like, yeah. That was my favorite. Amy um, Schumer went through that, though, too, for Mm -hmm. a little bit, saying that she was a size six and people are attacking her like, you're not a size six. Get over yourself. And it's like, who? cares though she looks good whatever she's wearing like let let her be a size
0: six let her be whatever she wants that's one of my biggest pet peeves too is when you look at women being criticized yeah of course there's guys in there who are like making their comments like whatever but a lot of times it's the women criticizing the women and i'm like we have enough to go through why don't you build each other up what is happening here because it's so
1: hypocritical even back to your like recent statement about the twitter thing you can't Women can't turn around and say, all right, let's girl power and start supporting everybody and then turn around and be like, okay, are you really wearing that for the third day in a row or like, a, like whatever else? Like who cares?
0: I don't know. You know, it's funny because other people, I don't judge I don't judge people on how they look like yeah. ever. But myself, I'm like the worst critic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny how that is. And you're like, I always tell my girlfriends, or they're like, oh my God, I look like crap today. I'm like, if I looked like that, would you say that to me? And they're like, no. I'm like, don't say that to yourself. Yeah. That's very true. I'm okay. So I'm a
1: photographer and that is the first thing that I notice because I will love a photo of somebody and I'll show it to them so proud and be like, look at how good you look in this photo. And they'll come back and be like, my arms are too big. My, my guts hanging out or I have this wrinkle above on my forehead and it's like, are you kidding me? Your skin is glowing. That sweater compliments your eyes. Like yeah. your hair is on point. Why do you not see these things? Because we always look for our flaws in each other or mm-hmm. ourselves before we give ourselves a pet talk. Like there's this thing that I used to do around like school or my friends. I even do it with my boyfriend sometimes where I just like write little cards or post-it notes. of like self-love stuff to those people because I know yeah. like obviously we're critics of ourselves. So I should probably do that to myself every once in a while too. Um, and then just have it as like hidden notes for them to find. That's or so cute. Another thing that you can do too. Sorry, I'm just going to go off on a banter about this because it's like such No, I love an it. Keep it going. Though. Keep it going. It there's a really good meditation thing that I used to do every single morning when I would wake up and I'd choose whatever I was going through in life whether it was uh if I wasn't confident about something, if I was just having a rough day because of work, whatever and I would do quotes on motivation or quotes on self-love and type that into Pinterest find a quote that I really really like and then write it into a journal and so then I have like three or four journals that are stacked just with quotes and it's kind of like your moment in the day that you just have to keep remember to going back to that quote because whatever you're battling at the at the start of the day you're likely going to be battling throughout the entire day Quinn knows something like I'm Something that happened this morning that's in the back of my head. Which you should not be worried about whatsoever. That's bugging me. So it's going to be there the entire the entire day. Cause that's just how we work. Yeah. And the only person that can fix that is yourself. So just go online, go on the Pinterest, type in quotes about whatever you're dealing with. And then just make a mental note, take a screenshot, write it down, post it on Instagram, do whatever you gotta do. I'm telling you, it'll change your world. Or post no. it in your story if you don't want to clog up somebody's feed.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. I like that. Do you write a lot? The quotes, or is it just
1: the quotes. Like, do you
0: do you keep a journal? Do you write things down?
1: I love to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get to do it as much as I'd like to. I'd like to start like my own blog. I used to do like songwriting. I used to write short stories. I loved research papers when I was in school. Yeah, just because I like to write a lot. I mean, and it's good, too. It gets the creative juices flowing. Right. You know? But
0: do you write, too? I know you're a big reader. I'm a big reader. I'm not a huge writer. Uh, I was just thinking about how I should, because I feel like when you are having that thing that bugs you, like you said this morning, when you write things out, I feel like it's so therapeutic, and mm-hmm. it gets it out, and then you're like, okay, I got this. And it's funny to look back and read it and be like, oh, my gosh, why was I so annoyed by that? Why was yeah. I so bothered by that? Yeah. You know, and I've heard that before, too. Like, if you're annoyed with someone, if you're annoyed with someone at work, write it down on a Post-it note and then put it down. And if you go back to it an hour and it still bugs you, then maybe address it. Right. You know, and I feel like more people should maybe do that not necessarily just in this office (laughs) you know and I think that it 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 does help you so much
1: writing and writing and all that kind of stuff or that age-old tale where you're gonna write a letter to somebody or write an email to somebody and don't actually send it or send it to yourself and that way you at least get all the anger out before you approach that person and talk about the real problem but you can't lead with emotions, and we as females are the worst with that. Uh huh. My friend, uh, when we were in London for my senior class trip, he had explained to me in such a profound way for a senior in high school. He said, uh, "Women are like spaghetti; they have everything intertwining. Like guys are hamburgers; they have their they have their bun, they have their meat, they have the the lettuce, whatever. They're separate sections. Women have spaghetti because it's like intertwined with the meatballs and the sauces. That's all their thoughts with their emotions." Like, wow right philosophy teacher right wow.
0: there I, I like that though now i'm hungry for spaghetti Enough. um but i really like that a lot and speaking of people who are, how you were older than this person this just happened like recently or were you a senior as well uh i was a senior in high school we okay. were both at so the same age school. another thing too that i've realized when you're in a bad mood is talk to a kid oh so true you know and then you're like like My old co-host, his daughter, she's seven now. Her and I were so close. Yeah, I could be having like the shittiest day ever. And she would come into the station and like, total mood changer. Yeah. Because they don't care. They don't care what they look like. They just want you to play. Yeah, they just want to play. They want to have fun. And the things that come out of their mouth. I remember I had chopped my hair and she looked at me and goes, you cut your hair. Why? (laughs) I was like, damn girl, okay. Yeah, And then later on she tapped me and goes, I just want to let you know that I do enjoy your haircut. And I was like, thanks, Rach. They're but so smarter. They're the they're best. S- yeah, they're way Isn't smarter it? than you actually think that they are, too. Like, think about a kid and think about the last time you heard a kid talk badly about someone else. They don't do it. That's because me. they have bigger fish to fry. They want to play outside, you yeah. know? Like, they want to do their own thing. And I think that a lot of times that's something to keep in mind, too, is to keep the kids around in a non-creepy way.
1: You are... More than 100% correct because my mom watches my three-year-old niece on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and those are usually the roughest days of the week for me. Ooh, it's so cute. So I'll go. Thanks. I'll go home, and she'll be like, "Auntie Shan, I made this for you," or "Auntie Shan, Auntie Shan, I have one for you." and I'm like, "What is it? A sucker?" And I'm like, oh. Oh, "Bless your heart." And I don't even like children, but she, I just want to like. Put her in my pocket because yeah.
0: you could talk to her throughout the entire day. She just says the craziest things. You were talking about how we as women get so emotional, too, not to get too in-depth. When's the last time you had a good cry? Oh, just recently, though. Let me let me think about— It feels so good. Like, do you feel good after you cry? Like, I tried telling Jesse this sounds so terrible. On our honeymoon, I cried the one day oh, no. because I helped, you know, put together the whole wedding, and then it was all yeah. done. And it was like I was so— mentally exhausted from doing everything that i just had a good cry yeah i wasn't sad i wasn't mad it was nothing it was just releasing all that emotion and he was like this is the weirdest thing i've ever seen i'm like but i feel so much better now that i've done it it's true you know i
1: i can't remember the last time that i've cried for no reason and but not even no reason just
0: releasing emotions i guess
1: releasing emotions probably like last week there was like a bunch of stuff going on and i couldn't take it anymore it's like Once again, as women, the thoughts that are bothering you always flood to our head and like what you all have to do to fix them, because we take it upon ourselves to fix things, even stuff that we cannot control. Uh, But crying, I used to just for the heck of it, because like you said, it would just feel way better now I feel like I don't even have time to catch a breath sometimes to try and like translate my thoughts yeah that's why I run so much because that's like my escape from everything I don't like to run but I like to turn off my email I like to run out to the lake and sometimes I'll just get teary eyed looking at like nature and stuff
0: yeah well you also you're crying but you're through your pores you're sweating I guess (laughs) that's what it
1: was we were talking about this on the show the other day the reason why I was bawling on Monday night actually because I was
0: watching Lilo and Stitch oh That'll pull at your heartstrings every time.
1: Well, it's like the Disney Pixar movies for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, don't abandon Stitch! What did he do? He, you don't even understand. He's an <laughs> alien, but he's trying to help you. Like he doesn't know any better. And then the the sister is getting her sister taken away by the social like the social worker and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness, how was this my favorite movie as a child? Because it is so depressing.
0: Have you seen Coco yet? No. Oh, it's my- on
1: Netflix. I want to watch it. But I need to get in the right mindset.
0: It is one of the most beautiful movies I have ever seen. Like, like, it's just beautiful. Like, I mean, the whole thing is great. But like the colors in it are so amazing that that made me like emotional. And then the story with it. Oh, it is so, so good. You have to see it.
1: I told Adam I'm not watching any because he's in Nashville right now. I cannot watch any crying movies unless he's there because he'll laugh at me and make fun of me at least. Yeah. So that way I can be like, okay, okay, I'm totally fine. But I couldn't watch *Lilo and Stitch* by myself, so I cannot. I really want to see *Coco*. I have time to watch *Coco* right now because he's gone. Yeah. But I refuse to watch that movie.
0: It's so good. See, that's how I was with um, this is us and Parenthood. Like, I can't mm-hmm. watch it on Jesse because he'll make fun of me, and I'm like, "You're really killing my vibe right now." And he was like, "But this is so sad. Why do you want to watch it?" I'm like, "Cause I'm crying, and it feels so good to get it all Because out. you can relate to those shows too, mm-hmm. and you know that there are
1: people in the world who are going through that stuff. Of course, the TV show is fake, but of but obviously, if they're making a TV show about it, that means that that problem exists. Correct. Uh, I haven't seen This Is Us. I don't really want to watch it because of the emotional side. Oh. Yes. But Parenthood was my all time favorite show. And
0: if you like Parenthood, you will love This Is Us. But I'm afraid
1: to get sucked into a TV show because I never even watch TV. I could get rid of the television in my apartment. The only reason I have it is for guests, like when people are over and they want to watch a football game, they want to so watch
0: Netflix. You turn it on, you're not going to watch anything? I
1: don't, I don't even turn it on. I turn on music right when I get home yeah. and music when I go to sleep or a podcast. And speaking of music, you have
0: uh, My Pick Monday. Yes, Ooh. My Pick Monday. Who is one of your favorite ones that, it doesn't have to be the most recent one, but in recent time that you can think of that you're like, I know that this person is going to blow up. And I know you'll sometimes, it's funny, I'll get texts from Shannon and it'll be just screenshots like, listen, this to person's this great. Person. Yeah, this person's awesome. I know that you and I are, both dig Tennille Towns right now, who is just
1: phenomenal. Yeah, she's got some great songwriting about her yeah. that is
0: She's another Something one. You want to cry. Listen to her songs. But someone for you that you are really digging. I know Ryan Kinder was one of them, right? Ryan Kinder was the original My Pick Monday. Oh. He started off. That's why
1: Quinn hooked me up this past year because uh, she's friends with somebody in Walker Hayes camp. Yeah, his tour manager. Yep. Yes. So Walker Hayes. Um, Ryan Kinder was opening for Walker Hayes at the Washington County Fair. Saw Walker. Saw Carly. We get to see people. I'm, I met Keith Urban last year. And I became emotional because he's one of my favorites. But I met Kara Underwood. didn't really phase oh me. Gosh. Didn't I of course she's a great human being and that sort of thing, but yeah. I've never had this connection with her. Ryan Kinder, I he spoke to me. I had no idea what to say to him. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Abby Anderson when she came in. She was another my pick Monday. She's great. She's coming with Brett Eldridge in October. And when she was here, I was like, I have so many so many things to say to you but nothing is coming out of my mouth right now <laughs> i have no idea where to so- start because i feel like if i start talking to you i'm just gonna want to talk to you for at least a half hour and we don't have time for that you'll start to like fangirl out right yeah i think the most recent uh my pick monday was john langston that i'm like really excited about oh yeah um side note he'll be at the rave on september 14th friday yes friday yes it's yes. this friday. This friday
0: scott um, will be there
1: I'm trying to think of other ones. I'm a big fan of Kelly Bannon. She's been around for a little bit, but she just came out with the Joneses. And she has gone through a lot of changes in personality, at least in the forefront. So a lot of people have um, stories where, I don't know, like record labels might change them or management might change the way that they're acting. Plus, you change as a person when you're going throughout this process. But I think that she really found her sound. So I included her on My Pick Monday. Uh, and it's called The Joneses, Kelly Bannon. Uh, go check it out, definitely.
0: Cool. Did you find it on our iHeartRadio
1: app? You can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app. I actually have a playlist that's uh, my pick Mondays. If you just Google that or not Google that, search that in iHeartRadio, you can pull up
0: a lot really? of the most
1: recent ones. Yes. I haven't updated it in probably like six weeks. Okay. So the the last few are missing, but Kelly Bannon is on there. So that's pretty cool. Worry.
0: So yes. if you're listening to this on the iHeartRadio app, you can just go on over, search, and find Shannon's playlist. There you go. And who was this week? Who was this, this week was another girl that I hadn't heard of, and I forget where I found her. Dun, dun, dun. There's so many, and that's the cool thing with country right now. There are so many random up-and-comers, I feel like. Like pop, that doesn't really happen because I came from a pop background. Yeah. But I feel like there's always people popping up and I love it.
1: That's because the songwriting community is so big. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people that I find are from following songwriters on Instagram. Um, a couple of my mind pick Mondays I found through Thomas Rhett because he was like raving about them. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: that's how I found Tanielle Towns. Walker Hayes was raving about her.
1: Yeah. You know? And then you follow songwriters like Nicole Galleon or Who's amazing. Y- yes, Lindsay Tom like Natalie Hemby. Like all these people that you don't even know exists, but they're the ones who are writing the songs. It's really, really cool. Uh, Little by Little was this past week's and it's by Kelsey Lamb. Okay, there you she go. She just released a new single too.
0: It wasn't Little by Little, but... um, But you like that song. That was the song that I chose. A lot of fun. So you usually post that on your Instagram. So this is where we close it out and I say... Well, actually, this is not where we close it out yet, but I will ask you your social media handle so people can follow you. Okay. Instagram
1: is at radio underscore channel, and okay. then Twitter is at radio channel. That's... Two N's
0: in Shannon. So R-A-D-I-O-S-H-A-N-N-O. Look at that, how that works. Um, Last but not least, women that you really look up to, it can be on social media, it can be in music, acting, whatever it is, real life. Who is your... Women woman crush. Woman crush? Yeah, that'll work.
1: I think everybody in this building, honestly. So, Quinn, like, you work really, really hard. Hannah no. works really, really hard, who is yes. my boss. You hear her on Sundays if you listen to FM 106.1. Meg McKenzie's on 95.7 Big FM. There are so many, like, strong, dominant fien- females in Milwaukee radio. Bailey, who we do our chick chat with. Ba- Bailey's
0: amazing, and she has the coolest stories from V100.
1: Oh, yeah, and she's coolest. she's actually a big deal, and people don't realize it. Like, yeah. if you follow the urban market, Bailey Coleman is something else. And I just finished Charlemagne's personnel. book and he talks about her. Yeah. It. Charlemagne and from The Breakfast Club. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. As far as celebrities go, uh Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston have always been up there for me. Yeah. I don't know why.
0: Because they're like lady bosses. I feel like they have stood the test of time, I guess you could say, and they've yeah. evolved so much. Yeah. And I mean they're both beautiful, which has doesn't have to do with looking up to them. Right. But like, like Jennifer Aniston's endorsements. Not to be a jerk, she hasn't really done much, like, acting-wise, but girlfriend keeps making her a own A vino, money. like, yeah. for real. The and that's I the reason things. I buy that stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: So she's really good. And, and- Reese
0: has her own brand, um, Draper James. Yes. Like, it's so, so cool adorable. that they do that. And
1: then, of course, I always have to shout out my mom because she's, like, oh. the number one driving force and, like, the person that I became. Her and my dad had a ton of influence. And I know a lot of people say that, but, like, mm-hmm. I think I got my hard work ethic Hard work ethic not to say that my mom doesn't work hard but from my dad but then the compassionate caring side from my mom who's just like willing to talk anything out. She will listen to anybody. She will put herself out there kind of like my sister does. She's my sister is like practically a judge and it's really a lot of really really cool females in my life. Yeah. A lot of them.
0: It's a good time to be alive for the ladies. But we still have a long way to go. So support those ladies in the country music industry. Support your lady jocks like Shannon on the morning show. Soon to be CMA award winner. Oh, thank you. Fingers crossed. Another great way to support females, though, too. CMT Artist
1: of the Year is doing all-women this year. So that's October 27th, I think, that airs. I love that.
0: Yes. Hillary Scott, the ladies from Little Big Town, who, Kimberly, is the cutest human you will ever see in your entire life. Oh, my God. She's just like, hey, y'all. Karen
1: Fairchild is like one of my major girl crushes, too. She's She's like my style inspo. Everywhere she can wear whatever she wants. Mary She's Morris so is on that show too. too. Yeah. She's
0: just like so like you think these people are going to be these like amazing like up on a pedestal people and then you meet them and you're like, God, they're so cool.
1: They're normal everyday life people. Yeah. I remember listening to Scott telling us stories one day about how like the kids from Little Big Town, like all their kids hang out and then they would hang out with Brad Paisley's kids. It's cool to hear like how the country music world is so uh, intertwined with each other, and it yeah. is like a huge family. So, it's a great genre to be in. It if really you're a country is. music fan, you're doing wonders for yourself.
0: I think ni- 97% of the country artists I've met so far were really cool. Yeah. You know, pop, it's not always that way, and I hate to right. be that, but it's not always that way. Sometimes you get those egos, and you're like, who are you? Why are yeah. you talking that way? Carrie Hilson. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'll throw her in. She was so mean to me. Sorry, Carrie Hilson, but you were. Uh, but yes, Shannon O from the morning show. Thank you so much for hanging out with me again for Women's so Day. Oh, it was perfect. It was perfect timing. Hopefully they win that CMA award and I can't wait to cheer you on from my couch. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps>